Hello, hello. Welcome to The Beehive, your go-to podcast for all things women's intimate health. I'm your host, Hannah, here to discuss the many questions you've always had about your body but never wanted to ask. Whether it relates to sex, chronic pain, trauma, relationships, healing, hormones, spirituality, and so much more, we are normalizing taboos, breaking down the complexities of the female body, and providing you with the information you need to take your health into your own hands. Hello, everyone. Happy Wednesday morning here in New York. I hope everyone is doing well. I'm excited to finally be back with a new episode. I know it's been a while. It's been about a month since I released the last episode. So I first want to say a little apology because I know that, you know, at first I was doing episodes every week and then I promised every other week and now Most of you probably know that I'm going back to school in the fall, so I've just been preparing for that. I've had to take a prerequisite statistics course, which has been extremely time-consuming. So that's where I've been, and what I've kind of decided moving forward is I can't commit, you know, I can't promise there'll be an episode every other Wednesday or whatever the schedule may be. So I just want to put that out there, that there is not going to be a set schedule. I know most podcasts do. This one... We're going to do things a little bit differently here, but what I can promise you is that I will have amazing content coming. I just can't guarantee what the frequency will be, but my goal is at least there'll be one or two episodes a month, and I have a bunch of guests lined up for the fall, which are all super interesting, and yeah, I'm just very excited to continue to keep the beehive alive. I hope you all know that, Um, even though it might seem like I've gone a little MIA, especially for those who follow me on Instagram, but I am here. And the beehive is here. We're not going anywhere. So thank you everyone who is continuing to listen, continuing to support. I really do appreciate it. And also, you know, I've kind of been learning to go with the flow a little bit. For example, you know, this intro that I'm recording right now, I don't have my professional equipment with me as I am haven't been home in my apartment this week. So I'm actually recording this on a voice note on my phone, which I did hear another podcast host that I listened to. She did one episode this way. And I, today I was like, I have to record the intro. You know, I didn't have my equipment. So I hope this sounds okay. This is it's just for the intro, but I actually think the quality is pretty good. So today's episode is amazing. I cannot wait for you all to hear it. It's a topic that I am very passionate about. And I know many of you guys are very passionate about as well. So I'm joined by Marion Cunningham and Ken Bassett, the producers of the film This Might Hurt. Whoever follows me on Instagram knows that this is a topic I love. And when I watched the video for the first time about a year ago, I was posting a lot about it and sharing sharing the film with my community. It's an incredible documentary, so I am thrilled to have had the opportunity to speak with the producers and to share what they have to say with you guys. This Might Hurt is a documentary that offers solutions to chronic pain. The film follows three chronic pain patients who have spent years searching for answers. Desperate for relief, they enter a new medical program run by Dr. Howard Schubiner that focuses on uncovering hidden causes of pain and retraining their brains to switch off the pain. I have also had Dr. Schubiner as a guest on the V-Hive. He was a guest last year. It was episode 94. He is 
absolutely incredible, inspiring, such a wealth of knowledge. So if you have not already listened to that episode, I highly recommend doing so. I would even maybe go back, listen to that one, and then come back here and listen to this one because they go hand in hand very well. So Kent and Marion spent over five years filming and editing this feature documentary in their off time between paid film and TV projects. Since it was challenging to track down funding, they invested their own free time and savings into the film on nights and weekends off. With the help of a few key supporters, the film had its world premiere at Austin Film Festival and is now in the midst of a two-year community screenings campaign. So I will give you guys a brief introduction into who Kent and Marion are. And then, you know, they talk much more about their stories in the beginning of the episode. But to give you a little bit of a background now, Kent is the director, producer, and editor. He is an Emmy-nominated editor and filmmaker from Arizona. He's edited a number of feature documentaries that have premiered at Tribeca Film Festival, South by Southwest, AFI Docs, Doc NYC, and on PBS. Much of his drive to make this might hurt came from his own struggle with arm pain and chronic tendinitis as a 22-year-old unable to type or even turn a doorknob. He was forced to drop out of college. Although he saw several doctors and tried working with a physical therapist, strength training, and even opioids, his pain grew steadily worse. It wasn't until he had an insight into the role of the brain triggering real physical pain that he was able to completely recover. Marion is the director, producer, and co-editor. She is an Emmy-winning filmmaker who has produced series for Netflix, National Geographic, History, OWN, Discovery, and A&E. Marion joined fellow Chapman University alum Kent Bassett after a meeting in New York. She instantly connected with the story, and after a multi-year journey, the two launched an Indiegogo campaign to procure finishing funds. Both are eager to share what they have learned in hopes of alleviating the suffering that has driven thousands into opioid addiction, as well as driving many taken off their painkillers to suicide. On that note, I will leave the rest for the episode and I hope everyone enjoys this please let me know what you think if you joined we did um, an exclusive private screening for all listeners of the Hive. so if you joined that and you're interested in doing another one or if there is anyone who didn't watch um, watch the film and and wants to do another private screening we can set that up. So just email me. I hope you enjoy this episode. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you want me to set up another private screening for you guys. I would love to do that. I want all of you to watch this documentary as it is life-changing for sure. And without further ado, let's get right into the episode. This has been a super exciting and long time coming episode because I watched the film for the first time during COVID and I was posting about it a lot on my Instagram page and then I forgot which one of you had reached out and kind of all came full circle and we're now here and we did a private screening for the Beehive. So thank you guys for being here today. Yeah, thanks for having us. Why don't we start by each of you introducing yourself and then we can talk a little bit about the film for those who haven't seen it. Sure. Um, I can start. Um, so I'm Kent. I'm one of the directors of the film. And um, the film's inspiration originally came from my own experience with chronic pain. 
Um, when I was 22, I had uh, developed debilitating arm pain after what I thought was like just going too hard at the gym. Um, I, you know, it was sort of thought of as tendonitis or uh, repetitive stress syndrome. And I saw all kinds of doctors and was put on opioids and the pain grew steadily worse. It was really worrying. Um, I had to drop out of college because I couldn't handwrite or type anything without really bad pain and burning and soreness. Um, and then um, after I went home, moved back in with my mom and was sort of depressed, I discovered um, this book by Dr. John Sarno called The Mind-Body Prescription. And it instantly made sense to me that I hadn't totally damaged my body at such a young age, but that actually um, what none of my doctors understood was that stress and the brain had created this pain and that there wasn't anything damaged with my arms, that like these tissues tend to heal themselves, the body heals, um, but that when pain is long lasting, it's usually not damage. It's usually something going on with the brain. And so that insulin just made much more sense to me. And um, the next day I was able to sort of like switch off the pain in my arms um, by using this understanding. Then the pain moved all around my body um, I ended up getting chest pain and shoulder pain and headaches. And um, over the course of the next few months, I was sort of able through journaling and reflecting and using the techniques in the book, I was able to make those pains go away as well. And since then, I haven't had a problem with chronic pain. Um, that was over a decade ago. And yeah. it was really an eye-opening experience. You know, I had, I had not understood that the mind and the brain could do this to your body. It just seems crazy. But I had experienced it, so I knew it to be true. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, many years later, I thought, God, you know, I should try to make a film about this. I feel like most people aren't aware that, you know, 80% of our country is um, projected to get some chronic pain condition at some point. It's super common. And everybody knows somebody who has a chronic pain condition. But most people don't know that that doesn't mean their body is damaged necessarily. It can very commonly, maybe in the majority of cases, actually be caused by the brain. And that just felt like such an important understanding to try to um, create in our society. And that's probably why I wanted to make a film about it. It's amazing. My, I have like one question that just came to my mind really quickly when you were just telling your story but how like how far into your experience with your arm pain did you find Dr. Sarno's book because I feel like that's rare at such a young age yeah I in in some ways I feel unlucky but compared to most people with chronic pain I was extremely lucky um it was eight months yeah. So, um, you know, I had, sp I had, I was, you know, I, I missed my last semester in college, which feels terrible. It didn't mm -hmm. have to be that way. You know, if, if a doctor had identified me, um, as a candidate for this treatment, then that wouldn't have happened. But unfortunately none of my doctors, and, and I would tell them about this book afterwards and they would kind of shrug and be like, Oh, all right. Like yeah. as if I'm some crazy person because, because I have a mind-body connection like all people have. <laughs> um, and so that was another reason that it inspired me to want to bring these truths out and show them and put them in cinema because there's just an incredibly powerful denial. I think that's in the medical field especially, but also just sort of like it, it's counterintuitive. It, you know, mostly, most times when you feel pain in your body, you think, oh, there must be something wrong with my body part. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, that you know it, it took eight months this is a short yeah, answer yeah. yeah 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 
And you just found his book through your own research? I found his book. Um, I had gotten a like an arm, like premier arm surgeon in New York to look at my arm. And he was like, you know, I see people like you every week. You have this sort of diffuse pain through your whole, that whole body part. There's no surgery that's going to work for you. Um, and at that point, I gave up on Western medicine. Yeah. Just like there's, there's no solution in Western medicine. And I went back home and my mom had this book by um, a doctor in Arizona named Andrew Weil, who's sort mm-hmm. of like a well-known alternative health. And I yeah. was very skeptical of alternative health because I believe in evidence-based medicine and I still do. But I was sort of out of my options, so I thought. And in his book, he talks about a person he knew who had debilitating back and leg pain who saw John Sarno and got better. And I was like, leg pain, arm pain, limbs, you know, like maybe if this can help, you know, you're just, I was just so desperate for anything that might help. So I, my mom actually had an old John Sarno book, his first one called Mind Over Back Pain, but it was only about back pain. And so it didn't quite do it for me because I was, I wasn't sure. And then I I found his book, Mind Body Prescription at the Barnes & Noble. That's so interesting. Wow. Thank you for sharing. Sure. Yeah, I'll go next. Okay. Um, so I'm Marion Cunningham. I um, I joined Kent as he started making the film. Um, he had started shooting it um, and sort of looking for help. Obviously, directing film was really difficult, so we started working together. Um, we had very little funding, so it took us a number of years um, to complete the film. We were um, both working television jobs, um, and then working on the film on nights and weekends and trying to raise money um, and hire folks. But we largely did it on our own. We had some great um, editing help and, of course, some camera people and sound people in the field. But it was really a labor of love um, between us. Um, and so we finished it. It premiered in uh, October 2019 at the Austin Film Festival. Um, and then, of course, we were going to start doing a bunch of festivals in 2020, but we all know what happened there. Um, so now we are working really hard um, to self-distribute the film um, and get the word out there about the treatment. Super interesting. And so I know that you guys have been really, you know, making a big initiative to do screenings across the country, whether they're private or public. Do you want to just speak on that for a minute? Yeah. Um, so we are really interested in, you know, like just in Ken's story, um, you hear so many things that, um, and I'm sure your own story too, Hannah, um, that so many patients are feeling, you know, doctors saying like, I don't really know what to do, that you're part of this group of people and there's just no help for you, or some people hear, you know, it's all in your head. Um, and we really want to make sure that um, physicians, chiropractors, physical therapists, and, you know, of course, um, therapists, psychotherapists as well, know about this type of treatment so that every patient who does have a mind-body um, condition gets the help they need. Um, so we are really focusing on getting um, the film screened at um, universities, um, hospitals, healthcare insurance companies, um, sort of anywhere that interacts with chronic pain patients so that they can know about the film, know about the work, and start to integrate it into their own work. Um, So we're spending the next year or so uh, working to make that happen. Wow. It's it's so... I mean, the film is incredible, um, and I think that the private screenings are really important because it's... To me, and I want to hear your 
like your thoughts as well. But to me, I feel like it's just another initiative in order to get like communities of people as a whole to watch it instead of kind of just like you have the film and then I guess, how do you market it? So for example, like for me to do, you know, the private screening with the VHive, like it was a way for me to engage my community and actually draw attention to it in a very like specific way, whereas I might not have otherwise. Yeah, we think it's really important. Um, Of course, like the film is available for rent on our website. So people come upon it, they it's available to them. Um, But we really want to bring communities together. We think it's a really fun event, too. I mean, obviously, it's very difficult to talk about pain. But especially, you know, as we've been so isolated for the past year, um, being able to watch a film with your community and then have a discussion about it, I think is um, really important. So um yeah if any VHive listeners know of uh, places that they want to screen at either their religious group their their work or even you know if they know doctors or have connections to universities um we are really hoping to get the word out through these screenings yeah and I promise they're fun <laughs> no I appreciate it and thank you for saying that because I also I definitely think it's important for everyone listening to just keep it in the back of their heads. I mentioned this to you guys before we started recording, but I know that uh, the VHive community is extremely interested in the mind-body connection, all of the mind-body work. Um, You both know that I've had, you know, Dr. Schubiner, who plays the main role in your film um, as a guest on on the VHive, along with Nicole Sachs and Dan Buglio. So there's definitely a big interest there and that's where I see uh, some of the largest like engagement rates with episodes are with the mind body work and the mind body guests. So it's very clear to me that this is something that really hits home for a lot of people on that note. Do you guys want to just explain a little bit about um, the premise of the film for those who haven't seen it? Sure. Yeah. So the, the premise of the film, um, it's the film starts with three people who have chronic pain. Um, one um, who has leg pain, uh, what's called complex regional pain syndrome, CRPS. Um, another person who has arm pain um, from like what was diagnosed as a herniated disc or compressed nerve. Um, and another person, um, Kim, who has fibromyalgia um, and abdominal um, spasms. And she also has suffered with um, uh, um forgetting the name of it um hip basically like you know pelvic pain syndromes um and pelvic floor pelvic floor dysfunction sorry yeah um that we don't get into that in the film but she has also suffered with that and found help and so yeah so that we start with them and then you know they've all seen tens of doctors sometimes 50 doctors and have been in years of pain and they're in the detroit area and so um, they were able to see this doctor who has a kind of a new paradigm, Dr. Howard Schubiner, who's based in that area. And they do extensive interviews with him. And so the film follows them through this process where he assesses them for childhood trauma, but also just for fear of the pain. That's a big factor in creating and, and maintaining pain is like how much you fear it, how much you take it as like damage to your body um, rather than like a dangerous signal in the brain, um, which sometimes just goes haywire for reasons that are unclear. And, you know, he also will look at their MRIs and say, you know, actually, you know, 
MRI abnormal, abnormalities like this are really common and don't necessarily lead to pain despite what your doctor said. So he's sometimes contradicting people's doctors that they've had before. Um, and then they go through a treatment program where it's not just like, oh, this is your brain doing it. Good luck with the rest of your life. It's like here are you know seven steps you can take to start to unwind and unlearn pain. Um, and so we had the intimate access and film with them while they go through a few different kinds of therapies. They try mindfulness, they try other things, and each person sort of takes to a different part of the process. And then we follow them again over, over several years. We really wanted to make sure that um, it wasn't just like drop in for a month and be like, okay, they're all better. And then, you know, what often happens in treatments is that people might have a relapse or, you know, they might discover like this treatment didn't do anything, or maybe I'm worse off, you know, it, maybe they it's get hard to know. in another part of their body too. Yeah, right. That's a really common thing with chronic pain is like you you get a treatment for your migraines and those go away, which is miraculous, but then you get back pain and it's like, oh, you know, that's usually treated as a different syndrome altogether and you see a back specialist. But what the film is about is that often chronic pain is a brain-based problem um, in the whole nervous system. And so it's very easy for the brain to switch on pain in one part of the body and then switch it off and switch it on in a different part. And when you treat them as separate syndromes, you can get into a lot of trouble that way. And so, yeah, so, um, but yeah, we want to make sure we kept going back over multiple years is why the film took a while because we wanted to really find out like, does this work for people and how well does it work? Um, and so, yeah, that's, you can find out how well it works if you watch the film. <laughs> so that's my pitch for the film. Awesome. Um, one question I have that I, have been curious about is how did you find these three people that were so willing to you know have their whole life documented um in your film because you really like i mean you go into their homes you go into their their appointment like their doctors and their meetings with dr schubiner and it really gives you a very intimate look into what's going on in their life as it relates to the pain that they have. So I feel like that's obviously something that would be difficult for people to agree to do. So I'm just curious about that personally. We consider ourselves really, really lucky. Um, but first of all, it started with Dr. Schubner. Um, he was gracious enough to allow us into his class and to um, let us um, film the class and his work. Um, so we're forever grateful to him. Um, you know, Kent at the time, basically he had one shot to shoot this. Um, he had a month off of work in between two television freelance jobs. And so it was just sort of like, we, we went and we got it, honestly. Like, so we, we got really lucky that we had the folks that we, um, did in the class and they were all, um, really open with us. And I think part of it was a lot of times when you have chronic pain, you sort of lose hope. Um, you just, you know, see doctor after doctor. Um, and a lot of doctors are telling you, you know, you're, you're sick, you're, you're not going to get better. Like, we're just going to have to manage your symptoms. So the fact that Dr. Schumer says to them, you'll see in these intake sessions where he sends two and a half to three hours with the patient before they're allowed to enter the program. And he says, you know, I can help you. You can get better. You have a mind-body syndrome and it is reversible. And so that's the first time that they've heard something like that, probably in a, in a matter of years, that, that there's hope for them. And so I think 
a lot of um, that hope just made them excited and eager to try. Um, and they, it was really important to them that if it worked for them, that they would they were able to offer that hope to other um, chronic pain patients as well. So that's why they were so generous with their time and their lives. We were lucky to have, you know, gotten the people that we got and um, to have had, you know, people with such um, important stories and, you know, such a willingness to help. I'll just add to, I think, um, a big factor. I remember specifically talking with Kim, you know, before she was willing to let me film in her house. She just wanted to know what my motivation was. And I just told her my story of chronic pain that I was, you know, really um, curious. I'd been there myself. Um, I'd experienced some of what she'd experienced and that I just really wanted to share that story. And that I also, yeah, wanted it to be something that was would be a benefit for other people with chronic pain. And I think she really um, resonated with this desire to help other people that comes through in the film. She really just like likes helping and she felt like if her story would be a benefit to other people with chronic pain, that's she was she wanted to participate. And she really, you know, really opens up details of her life that most people wouldn't mm-hmm. feel so comfortable talking about. And uh, we feel fortunate that she was, you know, that that was her sentiment. Yeah. And I think one of the most, you know, interesting parts of the the three individuals that you have in the film, the main ones is that they all have really different stories and different backgrounds and like just different circumstances and and different types of pain. Um, So it gives you kind of a unique perspective of how the mind-body approach is applicable to all forms of chronic pain, crazy enough. I actually, I first want to say that for anyone listening, um, I am a huge fan of Dr. Schubiner and the, I, I want to um, just remind everyone that he was a guest on the Beehive and if they haven't yet listened to that episode, I feel like it would go hand in hand uh, very well with your film. So if anyone listening now wants to listen to the episode that he was on of the Beehive, um, the numbers of the episodes are no longer on my podcast, but it, I'm looking right now and it was released October 6th and the episode is called Mind Body Medicine, Pain Reprocessing Therapy and Pelvic Pain with Dr. Howard Schubiner. And it was a really, really great episode and I am as well very fortunate that he came on as a guest um, to the Beehive. So I would recommend that like just to get more insight into his world and his work, it would probably be kind of cool to listen to that episode. Um, and then to also watch this might hurt. Um, and I feel like that would be a really, you know, just another way to learn as much as anyone is as much as you can for anyone who's interested in this work. So I want to talk a little bit about pelvic pain, vulvodynia, fibromyalgia. Obviously my audience is, mostly women and a lot of what I talk about relates to women's health, sexual health, chronic pain, trauma. And I know that Dr. Schubiner gets a lot of inquiries from women who have pelvic pain. And I know that both of you are familiar with pelvic pain and um, how large of a role mind-body medicine and the mind-body connection plays in those women and men with pelvic pain. So 
I just want to kind of ask each of you what your thoughts are on this, what your experience is, any kind of comments or things you want to say about that. Yeah, I could uh, start a little bit. So, you know, um, chronic pain affects women at much higher rates than men. Um, and, you know, there's, we could get into what possible reasons of that are um, patriarchy, sexism, um, things like that trauma, higher rates of trauma, potentially, um, there's a whole debate around that. Um, but that's been, you know, something we think a lot about. And, you know, there are certain syndromes that affect women at much, much higher rates than men. Fibromyalgia is one of them. Um, and it's interesting, pelvic floor dysfunction, I would also group like irritable bowel syndrome. They are, um, pain syndromes but they're not just pain they're usually some kind of a um you know smooth muscle or you know muscle you know disorder clenching or um or just discomfort and so there's an array of symptoms that's not just pain um and so it's just worth acknowledging like according to the framework that dr schubiner practices these are still like in the vast majority of cases 100 percent mind body syndrome meaning that they are not caused by tissue damage to you know the abdomen or the pelvis area but actually can be created in the brain and reversed through brain retraining mechanisms and um, i just feel like that's not a message that is commonly told as far as i know to um, women suffering with IBS or pelvic floor dysfunction and it's a little bit you know different you know in, in character from like a typical like if you have headaches mm -hmm. or fibromyalgia is another one where pain is the major symptom but there's also fatigue brain fog insomnia and according to the you know the framework that Dr. Sarno and Dr. Schubiner practice in all of those syndrome all those different like, collections of different symptoms are learned and can be unlearned reversed through a lot of times is you know processing trauma or doing other emotional processing relating to anger differently um relating to fear differently um re re you know restarting activities that you had become very afraid of um slowly you know and and so anyway that that's sort of my first uh thing i wanted to mention about those syndromes yeah i i mean i completely agree with all of that and one thing that I find really interesting is, and this isn't necessarily, I mean, it's actually definitely not a good thing, but what I've found um, just from my involvement with this work and talking to some people who listen to my podcast and whatnot, you know, it takes, it's unfortunate that when someone has chronic pain, as you said, we kind of, for the most part, and I say we as most individuals, I guess, in the United States or in the world, we've been programmed to just go to a Western medicine medical doctor. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. But as you said, when, when things become chronic, usually those types of doctors don't really have the answers. But it unfortunately takes so long to even find out about mind-body medicine and to find out about this work and what it is it's kind of like a last resource um if you will and to me i feel like that's something that i've personally been passionate about changing and just one of the reasons why i really 
am so inclined to discuss uh, mind body medicine work so often on my platform is because I don't want this to be a last resource for people. I want this to almost be like a first resource, but it's really difficult because it's like changing the fundamental narrative of medicine in a way. I also like, I was really thinking about something you said too, you know, like we've been programmed, you know, we've also been programmed to generally not listen to women and not listen to their pain and respect how their pain uh, feels in their body. Um, And, you know, I think many women um, and minorities, you know, feel like doctors sometimes ignore them or potentially see them as weak um, and that their pain isn't real. And so I think one thing that I really, um, you know, when we talk about mind-body, when we say things like, you know, you can unlearn your pain, you know, I just want people to know that um, Dr. Schubner comes in with the framework of your pain is real. He knows that it is real in your body, uh, even though it's being created by your brain and not... Um, being caused by tissue damage, he knows exactly how real it is and really respects that. And I think that that's something that um, is lacking in a lot of healthcare, um, especially when it comes to women. A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And do you have any thoughts on the challenge of changing the narrative around chronic pain and around medicine and how, I mean, obviously the film in itself is a huge stepping stone for that. But are there any other, you know, thoughts that come to mind or any other ways that even if it's just like one individual with chronic pain who's benefited from the work of Dr. Schubiner or Nicole Sachs or whomever, that like we all as individuals can kind of actively work towards making this type of work known in society so that people when they do if they if and when they do develop chronic pain this is a resource that more people know about instead of you know having to go to so many doctors and it taking so long to find this type of work yeah we think about this a lot and you know we are happy to say that it already is changing when yeah. we started filming um the documentary I would say there were less than 50 practitioners in Mm -hmm. the U.S. who knew about this work um, and who were, you know, approaching chronic pain with this framework. Um, Now, through the work of Dr. Schubner and the PPDA and, of course, um, Michael Galinsky's film, All the Rage, about Dr. Sarno, like, I do think um, it's changing, but there is so much more work to do. One of the things that Kent and I have been talking about a lot lately is, you know, having people, um, if they have heard about the film, if they have watched the film, if they think that um, it might um, reflect their pain as well, then, you know, one of the things that they can do, of course, is go to the website. Um, and there are lots of resources on there to find practitioners or books or their apps now um, that can help you work through um, this type of framework, but also, you know, if it's worked for them, please tell your doctors, tell the doctors that couldn't help you, um, that, that this is a new way of looking at pain and there's evidence-based, um, studies that have, you know, proven that this can be really effective, um, because 
if you just stop going to them because they don't help you and then you don't tell them what did help you, they're not going to know. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think that's really important. One of the questions actually that someone sent in sent to me after they watched the film was directly related to this. And um, the question was, how are you going about getting practitioners? And I know you mentioned this when we first started recording, but how are you how are you going about getting different practitioners to watch your film or to be come educated on the mind body connection on these doctors on this type of work like what does that initiative look like and and how is it going like are doctors receptive to it do they kind of just look at you like you're crazy um what is the feedback yeah so the um well we've been reaching out so we've been doing a ton of outreach and that and in case anybody you know wants to help create community basically we are you know feel free to make a donation to what we're doing because we are paying people to um, research and find practitioners who are already interested in integrative health or on sort of the fringe there and reaching out and explaining this film sending them links to this film we're trying to get them on the phone and let them know more about it talk about the solid evidence base and then you know our hope is that they'll take an interest and join a training. Um, Howard does trainings. Other groups are doing trainings around the specific um, treatment paradigm, um, which has two names. It's one is called pain reprocessing therapy. Another name it goes by is emotional acceptance and expression therapy, E-A-E-T. And um, yeah, the, we think of our film as sort of like a central organizing area where people who are in pain or people who are curious to become practitioners watch the film, get connected to resources, get connected to community, people who care about it. There's also another organization called the PPDA, um, which stands for Psychophysiologic Disorders Association. They have a website with a ton of resources, too, and they have they have like an anytime you know, digital training that any practitioner can take, like on demand, um, which we link to on our website as well. Um, and so that, yeah, we, we really do hope people take an interest. We've been, you know, pretty successful. We're very targeted, you know. Um, I We spend a lot of time looking um, for the types of physicians, chiropractors, physical therapists, and then, of course, psychotherapists who... Um, I feel like might connect to this work. And a lot of times we hear people say like, yes, I, I've seen this in my patients. I know that, that, that there's something going on here that isn't necessarily just structural damage, but I've not known um, what it is. And, you know, that is the, the really sad part because of course, like all of these patients are told like, it's all in your head, which first of all is a terrible thing to say to a patient. Um, that's not how we approach it at all. But, um, you know, they do see that there might be this connection to stress, but then the physicians don't know then what to do next. They don't have this um, knowledge of this framework. So it's just sort of like, oh, it's all in your head and good luck with that. Um, so we're really working to educate um, those physicians and because we think that they want it too. I'm sure it's really difficult for a doctor to, uh, or any sort of practitioner to see a patient that they want to help and not know, 
um, how to help them or to have this inkling that it could be stress-based but not not know what to do next with that information. Um, so we do think that there's an appetite. You know, we recently screened for um, the incoming class of medical students at Johns Hopkins. Um, so that felt um, that's like, awesome. a, like things are really changing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's super interesting. And the more I'm just thinking about it and listening to both of you speak on it, like I think that your initiative to educate practitioners is crucial and like so incredible because when you know when the patients are suffering they're obviously more inclined to do this work because they're they want to get better but I feel like the harder thing is getting the practitioners on board um because you know I feel like unfortunately and I don't mean this that like I don't mean this in in the, the wrong way but they're not the one in pain so their incentive is much less um, although I do believe practitioners, yeah. uh, you know, I would like to believe that they have good intentions and they want their patients to get better. But obviously when you are the one with the physical pain, your incentive to get better is much higher. So as you said, like, I think that it's just absolutely incredible that, you know, you guys are really educating medical students, educating practitioners. And um, I think that that is really a huge part in in changing the narrative totally the next thing that i just want to go over is obviously i recommend everyone watch the film because it's just it's amazing and i think really life-changing honestly but for anyone listening who is curious about you know the next steps like actionable steps to take if they are interested and haven't already done uh the mind body work what would be you know your your top three actionable steps would it be like buying dr schubiner's book or what you know what would you say yeah you can um you know education is sort of usually the first prong of the you know five-step program that they that they recommend so um you know watching the movie is part of education you could say um reading um howard's book on learn your pain is a good one um, John Sarno's book, The Mind-Body Prescription or Healing Back Pain. Um, he has a couple other books as well. Um, there's a number of books and they're listed on our website. So yeah, there's the education around the neuroscience of pain. Um, and, you know, just looking at some of these studies that show clearly that this treatment is more effective than most of the standard therapies that are offered. Um, I feel like that will give a little bit of confidence to people who are interested in the data and the science behind it. And then, um, yeah, the second step is usually to like start to engage in um, fear reduction, um, you know, recognizing that your body's not damaged, um, regaining, you know, restarting activities, things like that. And then I find, you know, I think there's no substitute for an in-person relationship as part of overcoming chronic pain. I overcame chronic pain just by reading a book, but I'm unusual and most people need more. Um, the vast majority of people need to have somebody validate that they, that, you know, they usually have a lot of skepticism. Like, could, could my, you know, my brain really be creating this much back pain? I like can't get off the floor. How could my brain do this? And to have someone be like, your brain can absolutely do that. You know, your brain can put you in a coma. We know that, you know, mm-hmm. the medical sciences are clear. You, if you, if your brain can put you in a coma, your brain can give you debilitating back pain for sure. Mm-hmm. So, but having someone say that to you while you're in the midst of 
suffering, you know, is really helpful. And then also having somebody, um, you know, who can, you know, help reinforce these ideas when you encounter doubts, which is um, inevitable, usually when the symptoms return, um, or the symptoms seem very much like triggered by a physical thing you did, um, which is really common, that will create doubt, and then you can talk to somebody. So, and the way to find somebody, there's a, the PPDA, it's like a Physiologic Disorders Association, keeps a roster of practitioners and even if there's not one in your state um there there are some in most states you can find somebody like people do what they call um like um peer peer support peer counseling um which is pretty affordable and you can find those people in the ppda practitioners directory you can also find them at this website called the tms wiki these are all linked to on our website so really the only website you need is thismighthurtfilm.com um, again that's thismighthurtfilm.com we connect all the resources but yeah i would say like talking to a person um, who really understands these ideas is maybe the most critical thing if you can do that that's awesome the great thing about this work is that it can be done by a psychotherapist it can be done by an md it can be done by you know uh lcsw or a physical therapist like as long as they are understand the framework it's a lot of talking and educating um and not you know something very you know clinical that you know has to be done by an md so um they're actually i think now too mind body coaches are becoming a thing Mm -hmm. um and so you know folks are able to do that online as well which i think is great Mm -hmm. thank you guys this is both of you are incredible and i'm just this is amazing, everything. So I'm so grateful that, that we all had the opportunity to speak today. The last question I want to ask each of you um, is what is the most valuable lesson you've learned throughout your journey doing this work? Gosh, yeah. Um. That's a good question. <laughs> um, I can start, you know, I have not had a debilitating uh, mind-body syndrome in my life, but definitely once I, you know, met Kent and learned about the treatment and this this work, uh, I was definitely able to look back and see, you know, various mind-body issues in my life. Um, And I also, you know, started taking my own mental health and emotional health really more seriously. Um, when I started working on the film and realized a lot of the ways that I was, you know, suppressing my own emotions and trauma and, you know, working through that has been so hard, but it has definitely changed my life, um, for the better. And I feel, uh, I just feel better. And I think, um, you know, you and I talked a little bit about this too, Hannah, it's, this work can be really inspiring and, um, make you look at your life differently and, and think about what you want to do and what you want to put into the world. So I think, yeah, that's been one of the most important lessons is just, you know, taking care of yourself and your emotional health in a way that we are generally not taught to in life. For me, I think, um, you know, I had this rapid recovery after reading the book um, by John Sarno and I developed a very simplistic notion that like, all anyone needs is to be told that their brain can do this and then they'll just unwind their pain and you know probably a few days and for the people i was filming they were going to do like a four-week seminar three hours per class i was like oh my god 
they're probably all going to be completely recovered in like week one and then just be having fun, you know, the rest of the time. And of course, what I learned is like, actually, like most people, like chronic pain is just way more complex and um, compelling, frankly, than uh, than I thought. And that like, there's sort of like no end to the depth of the mind-body connection. The film took seven years to complete and now we spent like two years distributing it. And I'm not bored, you know, I really... Mm-hmm. Like, just think that you can always be learning about yourself and society when you understand how important trauma is in shaping people's lives, shaping what they care about, what they're afraid of, um, you know, what life choices they make, what life choices I make because of things that have happened in my past that I have a better understanding of. And so, yeah, just like I, I think what I learned is, you know, the mind and body connection is infinitely intricate and complex and worth understanding mm-hmm. yeah a hundred percent the last question that i have for you the very last question is where can everyone contact you learn more about the film watch the film i know you just said uh this might hurt film.com is the website but just want to repeat that and if people want to reach out is there an email that they can do so yeah, um, they can find us at thismighthurtfilm.com and there's um, a contact form um, on there that's probably easier than our email address. Um, but uh, we're really open to building community. We're creative thinkers. You know, we, we're filmmakers who are now finding ourselves in this um, space of having to market <laughs> our film, which is um, it's actually a little difficult when you've like put everything into your baby and then you have to sort of sell it to people um so you know feel free to contact us with ideas and um thoughts um not only about the film but about ways to to um help spread the word about this work that's essentially what we're trying to do um we need we need folks and ideas and um people who are excited about it to work with us amazing thank you both so much for being here today i'm so glad we were able to do this again i highly encourage everyone to go watch the film because it is as i said it truly is life-changing i mean i could like literally after i watched it i couldn't even and i had already known about the mind body work but the film i think just seeing that seeing everyone's lives and journeys and then you know, getting to really watch Dr. Schubiner speak for for the duration of the film, I find him so interesting. So it was amazing. I can't recommend it enough. And um, I'm so glad that we were able to do this today. So thank you both. Yeah, thanks so much, Thanks, Beehive.